everyone, welcome to Rare Maven, a series where we inspire and empower millennial black women by sharing the journey of those who are thriving in entrepreneurship while being transparent enough to acknowledge their own triumphs and tribulations. I'm your host, Karima Muhammad, and I created this series not only to chat about business and entrepreneurship, but also to share tips and talk about how we can have an impact on the communities around us. This is why I consider our guest today to be a Rare Maven. Erica Johnson is the CEO and Creative Director of ePartners Marketing Incorporated. Her work includes marketing, design, public relations, and brand strategy. Also, she has a podcast called TheContentCure.co, where she covers topics from social media to blogging, addressing key issues entrepreneurs have when it comes to content. Erica also shares what it took in not giving up on her business and how 2020 was her best year yet. Let's welcome Erica Johnson. Welcome, Erica. How are you today? I'm good. Thanks so much for having me. You're welcome. Like, very, very excited. Um, I'm loving, like, all that you're doing. You're doing, like, the whole gamut with, like, PR, marketing, like, content creation. Like, I can't keep up <laughs> with all that you're doing. And I'm, like, so excited that you can share um, just your journey, um, also, like, some keys, your wisdom with our listeners today. Um, so to start us off, i like to know where are you from and who was the first person to inspire you in entrepreneurship? I'm from Jacksonville, Florida, which is two hours away from Disney in Orlando, four hours away from Atlanta. Um, The very first person to inspire me in entrepreneurship was definitely my parents. Both of them have owned businesses together and then on their own. So that was the first person slash people to inspire me. Nice, nice. um, What type of businesses did they have? Well, um, when they were married to each other, they had the construction business together, and then my dad still has the construction business, and then my mom has her own real estate business. Nice. I love that. I um, My dad is a contractor, too, so my um entire life he's been doing that. <laughs> so you just don't realize how that is, like, an example for you because you just live it, so you don't realize, you know, some people's parents have to go to a 9-to-5 and can't just probably leave their job, you know, or come and get you and meet them, have that flexibility. So I definitely think it's, like, great representation for entrepreneurship. Um. So, yeah, that's so, that's so awesome. And I have a trivia question for you. So would you rather incorporate, like, some type of curriculum around marketing for um, inner city schools in your community? Or would you rather do the marketing and PR for one of your favorite artists, like, concerts? I would rather teach children about marketing and PR. In school, the textbook version is totally different from the real world version. Mm, mm, I, I agree. And that's, and it's like, yeah, I definitely agree with that because it's like um, marketing is also so vast and like PR and, you know, I feel like in this culture, we don't realize that we're like almost like walking marketing <laughs> marketers. Mm-hmm. And what we do, and even with the youth and what they do on social media, you know, like, and what they could do with that. 
So I definitely like think that's cool. Great. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Um, and I'll tell us what is ePartners marketing? So ePartners marketing is a company I started back in 2016 to help entrepreneurs with marketing and design at the time. Since mm-hmm. then, I've added on public relations. And so I have clients that some of them, I just build their website or I just do their logo. Or we just do their branding visually. And I have mm-hmm. some clients we do all services for. Um, but yeah, that's what ePartners Marketing is. The E could be for my first name, Erica, or it could be for excellent, could be for extraordinary. Just really like online marketing. I don't do any, I mean, we have done a few event activations, mm-hmm. but we're not really doing like the PR trips and all that stuff. Like we're not, there and I don't even think we want to really be there um and so I have a PR girl that works with me her name's Anaya she mm-hmm. went to family I went to Central Florida Anaya is like a rock star she's mm-hmm. done work with BET she's done work with the NFL nice. um, Viacom a lot of different companies she's done PR with so for her to be able to help me with my client slash our client has been like a dream come true and then I have another PR girl that she does um articles like she gets the I was gonna say authors but no the entrepreneurs some of our entrepreneurs are authors too but a lot of them are entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. she's very good at getting them featured in written publications and then for myself you know I studied marketing in school and then I taught myself design self-taught design Mm -hmm. and with the PR that's not my specialty but I do have a knack for getting people appearances on podcasts and on the news and then I would say that's uh, Anaya's other strong point news coverage so news coverage events and launches and then myself is news coverage and podcast um that sort of media the non-traditional media blog posts collaboration stuff like that that's what i'm good at nice i love that so yeah i got the whole like gamut that's what i said it's Mm -hmm. like you're touching all the great points and what we need and um and of course like i like to just say to that point was like being online like that's literally what everything is right now you know like in this moment we're not doing as many you know physical events or programs so it's like everything is being more geared and focused on online content to drive you know our products and services so yeah so that's dope awesome i need some pr girls (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say with what you do psyche rare maven media and production so you offer pr services as well yeah, in the making, in the making. So our goal is to um, do more like for photo, photo shoots, video shoots, so like the actual like content. Right now, it's more so just pushing out this content to celebrate the entrepreneurs. That's say. so cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you. Back to you, back to you. <laughs> um, so what would you say? Um, is your eureka moment or was your eureka moment like what was that point where you were like I'm going to start this company so I had a job that was like my dream job when I was in college and when I first got out of college and it you know sure slowly but surely turned into a nightmare job to where I felt like I was driving to prison every day and Mm. I was daydreaming about having my own agency I was daydreaming about having my own business um, and back then, back in 2014 and 15, it was, you know, listening to a lot of 
not just Gary Vee, but just a lot of people in that same space. TED Talks were becoming really popular back then, and everyone was trying to be an entrepreneur back then. So me, you know, kind of um, piggybacking off of that momentum that was being created of, okay, you can have your own business, you can, you know, live the type of life you want. I, at the time when I was in corporate America, I couldn't connect the dots of, okay, well, how can I actually make this happen? But some different circumstances presented themselves. And so then I was presented with an opportunity that was like, okay, yes, I could, you know, struggling to drop off my kid to daycare all the time, juggling work, them not being you know, adaptive to my role as a mother, or I can start my own thing where I don't have to go through that anymore. So then I decided to start my own thing. And it was actually, I made the blog, then I made the business. And it took a long time for me to get serious about the business. I had a stint where I was a brick and mortar teacher, which had nothing to do with what I said in college. Um, I also taught VIP kids. At one time, I had like three gigs going on at one time. And I needed that nine to five experience again because not having it for a year or two and then having it again it made me even more fueled that okay I have got to do this I can't fall back on any of these other little careers or whatever it was like okay I have to go all in in my business so then 2018 after I was the teacher so 2018 I got really serious 2019 is when we added PR 2020 has been our best year yet back when the pandemic happened and um, February, March, it was funny because I was actually visiting one of my clients up in New York and on the way back, you know, it's all over the news saying, oh, pandemic, pandemic. Then here in Florida, you know, Florida's a little bit slower. <laughs> so, yeah, Florida has been doing his thing. Yeah, so in Florida, they were like, um, it was my kids' week on spring break and they were like, yeah, you're going to have to pick up your kids from school. And that was back when everyone thought oh it's just gonna be two weeks you remember when everyone thought the pandemic was gonna be two weeks yeah yeah because of our industry and I can say our because I know that with copywriting marketing production everything that you're doing too what's the first thing that an entrepreneur cuts they cut that they think oh it's not important they think they can get by with everything else except what helps them get more money so back in March literally Seven months ago, I was like, okay, I got to get a nine to five again because no one's going to be hiring me to do their marketing. No one's going to be hiring me to do their website. They're going to try to figure it, bootstrap and do it themselves, right? So I put out my resume. I updated my LinkedIn profile. I asked some of my past clients to write reviews for me, and I wrote reviews for them too. And I was going all in to find a nine to five. Well, three months after that, that's when I had my biggest month ever in my business back in June. And then subsequently or after that, it's just been a domino effect where the months are the same or I'm maintaining and, you know, things are just getting better and better. And I don't know if you remember back in March, a lot of people, because they had that cynical, pessimistic attitude, a lot of people were discouraging other people from like promoting their businesses. They were saying like really mean things like, how can you sell during a time like this? And this isn't the right time. And, you know, just saying really ignorant. And I say ignorant mm-hmm. because people still have to eat. Just yeah. because there's a pandemic didn't mean my lights weren't due. It didn't mean I could get, couldn't feed my kid. It didn't mean I could just, oh, well, you know, just say, well, whatever, and just, you know, give up. I couldn't do that. So I continued. Yeah. And what? And that's another part of inspiration I want to, or nugget I want to share Consistency is key because I was consistent during this whole entire time and even before then, you know, because I was consistent showing them what I was working on, letting them know, okay, I have this project coming up. I don't tell them every single thing, but just 
because I continue to stay in touch with them through all my marketing platforms and LinkedIn and all that, that's how I was able to still, you know, get traction from people. That's what I'll say. Mm-hmm. A lot of people did give up. And, I, you know, I feel bad that, I feel bad that, you know, some restaurants had to close, some businesses had to close shop. You know, I feel bad, but at the same time, it's, okay, kind of something that Gary Vee had said. I went to a conference that he spoke on last year. And um, during the conference, he didn't say it, but I know he said it in his videos before about, you know, not that things like this separate a real entrepreneur from a fake entrepreneur, but it does in a way. Yeah. So a real entrepreneur yeah. is going to, you know, even if that means they pivot or they go into something else where they can still make money or they start another thing or they, you know, go after another idea, that's what they do during a tough time. The uh-huh. entrepreneur that was just, you know, oh, I have a business, but just want to say they have a business, they're, you know, the ones that, okay, just because it got a little bit tough, they just gave up. You haven't seen them yeah. since, like, April. Yeah. So, that's I will sense. say, I will say, that's I'm like, this whole time, I've been like, oh my gosh, like, what to do, but I've been just like, all I seem to do right now is just create and keep building on the brand, like, that's all that I've been focused on, and like, um, sort of like, because I was already in that point, too, this year, mm-hmm. and um, I had to make sense, because I went more, like, physical events, to be honest, so, like, for me, even now, I'm still, like, um, wrapping my head around um physical things because it's like mm-hmm. I'm that's not you know what I'm saying but now you do see like there are like photo shoots and things like that so um yeah it's been a process and but the thing is I don't think I ever like stopped in a way it's like I have to really just reevaluate and I think mm-hmm. that's also really important as well like you said like the pivot and just like what makes sense as well because right now we don't know what I don't really just ever go to like normal per se. It's more mm-hmm. like, okay, how can you now make your own new normal? All right. You actually like made some of the points. I had um another question around that, but we'll get into the next one first. Um, so what do you feel like are some of your were were some of your challenges in studying your business? My biggest challenge in the beginning was routines. Um, and I said this on another podcast, but I'll say it here on this podcast. I think when entrepreneurs become their own boss, especially the first two to six months, they think, I can do what I want when I want. And so you go, you do the typical things. It's like a vacation. You go out to eat all the time. You, um, you know, you might do some posting for your business to promote it. You might not. It's very much like a vacation. It's, you're too relaxed in the beginning because you have no routine. When you go to work with someone else, they have a routine for you. They have deliverables for you. So that's why I would say the biggest challenge was mindset. Oh, I said that on another podcast too, but I'll say it here. Two biggest things was routine, schedule, mindset. Mm. Mindset was everything. Mindset's really what has someone focused internally motivated versus externally externally motivated and um yeah, mindset is everything. It took me a few years. I hate to say it, but it took me a few years to understand that it was mindset when it came to everything. Yeah. yeah. So those were my biggest challenges. Well, three things, planning, routines, and mindset. Those three things were the biggest challenges with my business. Girl, that's something I'm still like every single day. Like, oh, gosh, got to get to it. Because it's like, 
it's ever changing. So I feel like, yeah, it's like the mindset is just the almost like the anchor, I would say. And then the routine is like what keeps you consistent. Awesome, awesome. Okay, and I know you kind of like touched on it, but even within those, you still have like three tips. So one in life, one in business, and one when it comes to like marketing. So the one for life is, you know, never burn a bridge. I know that's a cliche, but it really, you never know who's going to help you get a client or who's going to tell somebody about you, who's going to share your content. It's never who you think it is. I think a lot of times people think, oh, well, surely my best friend or surely my family, you know, will help me promote my new business and they'll be happy for me. But it might actually be your distant friends that leads a client to you or shares your content, or it might be that they know someone that needs your help and they tell them about you. And it's, it's just, it's funny who your actual big fans are. That's what I'm going to say. We expect, they expect some people to support them and then they get disappointed when they don't. And, and um, so that's the relationship one. (laughs) That's the relationship. Cause I was going to say the other thing for life slash business. My tip is one of my favorite quotes from this year, and it says, you can ask for forgiveness, but never ask for permission. Um, As long as you're not doing anything illegal and and you know that it's going to help your client or it's going to help your friend or it's just going to help your business go forward, a lot of times what I see is people get so scared to get on video marketing or they get so scared to blog or they get so scared to start a podcast because they're so worried about, well, what's my friends and family going to think? And they have to ask around and they do the thing on Facebook where it's like, well, you know, I have this idea. They want to get, you know, group think in. And it's like, no, they're not going to tell you what you need to hear. They're not going to push you to do it because they operate out of safety. So Mm. that's my tip. My tip is if you want to do something, just get started. You won't know if it works or not until you get started. So you just have to start. And like I said, don't ask for permission. You just do it. Action. Action is better than inaction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My third tip when it comes to marketing, oh, I have so many. <laughs> I'm thinking, which one do I want to share with your audience? I mean, you um, can give more than one. <laughs> if you want. I would say first, marketing specifically and just online business, kind of piggybacking off what I just said, Oh, no, no, this is another quote that was one of my favorites from this year. Um, done is better from per- better than perfect. So done is better than perfect. Um, perfection is fear's sister or twin or enemy, however you want to think about it that way. So people, when they think perfection, they think, oh, it's top notch. It's well done. It's incredible. It's impeccable. Done is better than perfect. You can always go back to the manuscript of a book and update it. You can always go to a post and make it better if it was misspelled or something. The biggest thing people struggle with that I've seen over the years is they overthink. So paralysis from analysis, they never take action. And when they do take action, it has to be perfect. And it's like, no, it needs to be done. You just have to do it. You just have to send something. And that, like I said, that's more of like a business and marketing tip. Even if it's your first time, like let's say they have a store where they're doing fashion products, right, where they're doing a whole collection. You just got to get a collection out there to get feedback, get some orders, get some feedback. You have to. Mm. You can't wait around until you have the perfect 
packaging and the perfect uh, website and the perfect, you, you can't do that because then no, no one will be able to buy your stuff. You'll be too busy trying to make, make things perfect. So that's my two cents. <laughs> With all oh, I love that. that. I love that. So my next question is, like, what is, um, what basically inspires you? There's a few things that inspire my designs. Um, mm-hmm. I love fashion. I actually wanted to be a fashion designer before mm-hmm. my parents, you know, determined or persuaded me to go to business school. So I'm very, very, very inspired by fashion. Interior design also inspires me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, lots of fashion, lots of interior design. I love magazines. Love, mm-hmm. love, love magazines. <laughs> to I that's why I'm saying like I really love fashion. I really love magazines. Um, mm-hmm. Music inspires me. I I have a different or not a different. I have wide range of music that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. I must say I admit that. Um, I think I had a few years where I went through a phase where it was like lots and lots of hip hop and R and B. But mm-hmm. now it's like well no. I I love I love um, pop. I when I was in college I really really loved Lady Gaga. Um, so I'm inspired by a lot of different, Mariah Carey is like one of my favorite singers of all time. Even Megan Thee Stallion, I love her grit. I love how raw her, like, if you look at her old music videos, her old mm-hmm. lyrics as a, as a lyricist, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, she's on point. She's on point. Mm-hmm. Um, Nicki, when I was in college, Nicki Minaj had just came out. So it was listening, like her music was inspiring and also style dress, like she's really into fashion. So it was just all that different stuff. It's funny when people see my designs mm-hmm. and they see me or my work or they hear about my work and they hear about my clients, stuff like that. They assume I'm somewhere else. They never think I'm from Florida. One time a lady mm-hmm. contacted me for a consultation. She was mad that I wasn't in Texas. Um, oh, another wow. lady was upset I wasn't in Atlanta. <laughs> I just thought it was so funny. And then um, when I went up to New York to see my client, um, I was doing a little bit of PR support for her because she had a big event. So I was doing that you know, on location PR for her coverage. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because they were like, she's not new. She doesn't live here. And I was like, no, I don't live here. <laughs> it, the people are always shocked when it comes to inspiration. I get inspired by a lot of different things, but the main, main ones is fashion, interior design and music. Those three would be what inspires me. Yes. I love it. Yeah. Also, awesome. Cyber so Maven, we're all about um, you know, having your own brands, um, doing your thing, but also giving outside of yourself. So I like to know, like, how you feel like you like to give back. I enjoy giving back by um, just having Q&As with business owners where they get, like, unsolicited. Like, I don't pitch them on my services. And I also provide, like, a gift to them. Usually it's my Instagram TV guide since people are really interested in that. And then Mm -hmm. what ends up happening is they also use it for YouTube. But I have no problem with that. Like, that's Mm -hmm. how I give back. Now, one day I would love to have a foundation teaching people Mm -hmm. about entrepreneurship. Just like you said, teaching kids about marketing, about tech. Because believe Mm -hmm. it or not, when I started this business, building websites and designing and marketing, I actually had wanted to build apps. I actually had wanted mm-hmm. to code. So mm-hmm. I learned CSS. I learned HTML. I learned a little bit of Java. Um, Jason and all that was kind of a little, getting a little bit complicated. But my goal was actually to learn Ruby on Rails. So in coding language, that's like what everyone desires in a, out of a coder now in 2020. They want you to yeah. know Ruby on Rails. And I built a Shopify site and launched it last week. And 
it was funny because they use a different coding language. They used um, liquid. And so oh. it kind of sparked my interest again to get back into coding, not because, oh, my God, I want to be an amazing coder, but in my business, if I do use a developer for a big project, I have to be able to communicate with that developer. So yeah. I said all that to say – I would giving back for me would be encouraging girl. And I know there's a lot of different organizations already. So I know they have black girl code or black girls who code or whatever like that. I would love to mm-hmm. do something where I go into the schools and teach little girls and especially little black girls that, you know, you can follow your dreams, your dreams can come true and that they don't have to be afraid of tech. I would want to empower children to believe in themselves, give them confidence. And, and you know, it all starts with, my child you know I have a child she just turned seven last weekend Mm. so it's empowering her speaking positivity Mm -hmm. in her life giving her those habits those entrepreneurial habits that would be really giving back for me that would be giving back teaching people and children empowerment mindset confidence and positive money mindset abundance mindset that would be the ultimate give back for me awesome awesome and my last question to you is I have what I call a rise, shine, and grind song. So it's like a song where, you know, if I'm like kind of in like a mood where I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get up like these rainy days, you know, come in, but I still get it done. Um, so my song is Diva by Beyonce. So I mm-hmm. need to know what your rise, shine, and grind song is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know you'd be shocked with my rise guide, or my song is. You'd be shocked. You'd be like, really? Okay. <laughs> so I can be candid with your audience. Yeah. My song right now is Said Something by Moneybag. <laughs> by Young Moneybag, Moneybag, whatever his name is. Moneybag the rap girl. song. Yeah. Girl, we had somebody use them before, too. And I was like, okay, yeah, girl. I was like, we heard. <laughs> But I would say my ultimate one, mm-hmm. like my good mood, let's make money song, would probably be Clean Bandit with Jessie, whatever her name is, um, No Place I'd Rather Be. Like whenever I finish a design project, mm. I always play that song. <laughs> and it's, it's a very happy song. It's a very positive pop song. So mm, I'll have to check that yeah. out. For your audience, I'll say the first one. I'll keep it, I'll keep it PG. I'll say uh, Clean Bandit. <laughs> I mean, it's like, cause we, it's, they don't care. They, we got, cause it's like, we, you know, it's the culture. So it's like, we, we got that range. We understand, like, even a lot of those songs, like, they have, I would say, like, that motivation to it. So I, I can, like, because some days I'll go on Pandora and I'm like, yes, put on the track, put on. <laughs> and it's like a mood, you know, it's like a mood. Yeah. Like, that's what it is. It's a mood. It's a mood. It's like, and it's motivation. So thank you, Erica. This is like yeah, thank you for having thank me. You. I really enjoyed this. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad. <laughs> That's what I strive for. So I'm happy to hear that. Um, and thank you for just dropping so many great gems. Like, I really hope our listeners took a lot of great notes <laughs> so that they can, like, take to task and um, do more readings out here more of our affirmations out here like these keys and focus on the mindset so i we got i got a great amount of information out of it and gems so 
in order for us to keep, you know, in contact with you and people to follow up for any of your services and get to know you better, um, I'd like you to let us know, like, what's the best form of reaching out to you? Sure. So my business is at ePartnersMarketing on Instagram, also on Facebook and Twitter and Pinterest. And then for, you know, working with me for design, marketing, or public relations, they can reach me at ePartnersMarketing.com. And I also have a podcast called thecontentcare.co, and that's its name on Instagram, and there's a blog that goes with it as well. So, yeah, that's how they can keep up with me. Awesome, awesome. Thank you, Erica. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. We hope you learned a great deal from Erica. To keep up with the podcast, please follow us at Rare Maven Media on IG. Also, be sure to subscribe, like, and comment if you love this episode. And for now, I want you to ask yourself, how will you leave a legacy for the culture?